0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills in off-season mode and here we are just about a month away recording this on february 15th right so this is one month away exactly from the start of the legal tampering period in the nfl i always get a kick out of things that they refer to it as the the legal tampering period like there's no conversations that take place before this or any of those pieces but I digress. With this free agency right around the corner, we have talked a bit about the Buffalo Bills free agents and waiting for some news and what will happen with them, but I've been thinking a bit about free agents outside of Buffalo, right? I think from that standpoint, there's been so much conversation around Matt Milano, Daryl Williams, John Feliciano. Of course, to a lesser extent, when you talk about Andre Roberts, Taiwan Jones, Ty Insecki, Trent Murphy... Right, those secondary free agents for the Bills. But really, with this, it's like, what about free agents outside of Buffalo? Yesterday, I put out a tweet that um, blew up rather quickly. And I say that in a good way. Um, question for Bills Mafia Name an unrestricted free agent, not named JJ Watt, that you want Bean to sign. And immediately, right as this came about, it was uh, a flurry of conversation. And there were a few positions that most definitely stood out, and I'm going to focus on one of those positions today because I think it is uh, it, it became the lightning rod of the conversation uh, in many situations. And as we go forward with this, as I look at it, I, I think we'll you know have time to talk about some of the other positions soon enough. But really what stood out was tight end, and tight end stood out because our good friend Jeremy White from WGR... 5.50 a.m. You hear him every Monday through Friday with Howard Simon. On the morning show, um, he was the first one to respond, and he had Johnu Smith as uh, as the guy. And as you take a look at that, right, with, with Johnu Smith as a tight end, um, that immediately led to a big conversation around the Bills signing a tight end. Now, when you talk about the need, many fans may say, well, The Bills have Dawson Knox. He's a high potential. He just finished his second season. The problem with this is right now, he is pretty much all the Bills have. Um, Still question marks around Tommy Sweeney, who had to miss the entire 2020 season. Um, Certainly some health-related issues there and some underlying conditions that he has, right? So that is far from a sure thing. Tyler Croft is now a free agent, um, which we understand, right? Kind of They reduced that three-year contract down to two years. And he will be an unrestricted free agent. And then Lee Smith has one year left on his deal. But if you heard Lee Smith's recent interview with Tim Graham on the Tim Graham and Friends podcast, um, he sounds like a guy that is leaning towards retirement. Hasn't made that decision yet. But as you hear his comments, um, you know, he'll say, like, listen, if I'm not all in, I'm going to I'm going to hang it up. And from that standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if Lee Smith ended up getting into coaching, maybe at some point, maybe being a coach with the Buffalo Bills. But again, a topic for another day. But when Jeremy White put out Jonu Smith, all of a sudden that really kind of led things in a direction, right, of just like, okay, we have, we have got to take a look at this player. We've got to take a look at what his contract would be like and what he could bring to the Buffalo Bills. Now, as we go through with all of it, Let's start with what the contract could look like for Jonu Smith. And from that standpoint, we always go to uh, Track, right? Uh, Mike Giannetti, they do just a great job over there. They have the market value set for Jonu Smith at just around $8 million per season. They're projecting a five-year contract at just over $40 million. Now, again, sometimes when we look at these things, and I say it all the time, don't get so caught up in the average dollars per year. There's guarantees, there's bonuses, there's all these different things that really tie into things, right? So it's not just, oh, $8 million is too much, or $8 is enough for this and that. Like, there's different implications that come in with it. But really, when he was looking at the comparable players for this, right, he did use the Tyler Croft contract, right? Three years, $18.75 million is one. Cameron Brake with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had signed a six-year deal for $40 million, and then you had Tyler Higbee's contract, right? Four years, $29 million with the Rams. And Austin Hooper, four years, $42 million that he signed last offseason with the Cleveland Browns. Now, one thing I was a bit surprised about, right? So John R. Smith, and if you play fantasy football or different things, it's, you know, you see different games where it looks like he has performed well. Um, for me, right, he played in 15 games this season, um, played about 80% of the snaps for the Titans, But I mean, 65 targets, 41 receptions, 448 receiving yards, eight receiving touchdowns. He specializes um, as a yards after the catch uh, tight end, right? Uh, uh, Certainly an area for him. I think he averages around seven yards per catch uh, after each catch. Sorry about that. Um, So, But with Jonu Smith, I think I had an expectation that maybe there was... um, a bit something more there from a production standpoint now again right sometimes with this you are paying for where things are going with a tight end versus where they were Um, you look at the contract that the bills gave tyler croft i mean certainly they value the position the fact that they had given him a contract of three years um, over 18 million dollars right from a similar standpoint it was not that tyler croft had this ridiculous production when he was with the cincinnati Bengals. And then all of a sudden came back to Buffalo and, you know, now, I mean, it was it was more from a standpoint, right, that he was paid on that potential for where he was in his career at that time, you know, 26 years old, coming off an injury-riddled season, to be quite honest, but, right, you looked at that 2017 season um, and very similar here, right? 42 receptions on 62 targets for 404 yards and seven touchdowns. That was the... Uh, the season really that led to him getting that contract with the bills. So John U. Smith was a top name on top of this list, but not the top name. I'm um, really the guy that fits that in so many circles is Hunter Henry, the tight end for the Los Angeles chargers. I had to catch myself there because I still say San Diego chargers in so many ways, shapes and form. Um SpotTrack.com has him at four years, almost $44 million. So about an average of $11 million per year. Um, With that being said, right, Hunter Henry looks to be that top free agent tight end on the market. Um, Both what he will command as far as a contract goes, but what he has been statistically. You know, Henry, again, another one of those guys, you look at these seasons, you know, he is not in that stratosphere of a George Kittle, of a Travis Kelsey, of a Darren Waller. In 2020, 60 receptions. For 613 yards in 14 games, four touchdowns, certainly nice production. I don't know if I'm paying $11 million a year for that production. Uh, You look at him in 2019, right, 12 games that he played in, 55 receptions for 652 yards and four touchdowns. You know, that was his last year with Phillip Rivers as his quarterback. The production certainly a bit higher there than it was in 2020. With Justin Herbert. Now, again, a rookie quarterback that showed some great pieces. Um, certainly, the the arrow can still be pointing up. Uh, you've got someone like Hunter Henry, who's only 26 years old right now, so still plenty of good football ahead of him. Uh, the interesting piece: 60 receptions on 93 targets during the 2020 season. So, as I said, I think there's still room to grow there. The third target, I guess, I would where I would put things for. The, the top of the free agency class is Gerald Everett and Gerald Everett, who is the tight end for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, again, we talked to mentioned earlier, right? Tyler Higby and, and kind of that two headed approach that they have as the position. The projection here, three years, twenty two million dollars, seven point three million dollar average salary for the 26 year old. He's about to turn 27 in just a couple of months. His 2020 season, 62 targets, 41 receptions, 417 yards, just one touchdown. Um, Gerald Everett, again, another one of those players, right? Formerly a second-round pick, uh, number 44 overall in 2017 out of South Alabama. Are you making this type of a commitment for this type of a production with a Dawson Knox on the roster? For me right now, I have to say no, I'm not. And I look at Knox and think that, okay? there is still there's still enough there. There's still enough there. Um, There's enough room for growth right heading into year three. You know, maybe it's not like, okay this guy is going to be in the same stratosphere as a as a Travis Kelsey or whatnot. But, you know, you can look at it, too. I mean, who are you pulling the targets away from right now to direct more towards towards your tight end? Um, I don't think you are. And I think as you look at things with the contract that he's on right now, right, he's still on his rookie deal for two more seasons, right, an $850,000 base salary in 2021. I think when you take a look at the production, there is still room for improvement. Only 24 receptions in 2020 for 288 yards, three receiving touchdowns, Um, a bit of a dip, right, from 2019 where he had 28 receptions for 388 yards two receiving touchdowns, you know, Knox, is there room for improvement? Yes, there is. The problem where I look at things comes a little bit of, again, are we really looking to add a major weapon that is going to demand more targets and targets away from Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, John Brown, if he's still with the team, Um, I want to have that weapon at tight end. But I don't really know if it's a situation where I want to be bringing in a high priced weapon, especially when you look at some of these guys. Right. I mean, because, again, if I'm going to pay eleven million dollars to Hunter Henry or eight million dollars to John Smith, well, I'm going to want to make sure that they get the ball. And that pretty much puts Dawson Knox on the bench. um, And I still think there is room for improvement that is there. You can talk about looking at adding a, a veteran free agent, right, if Tyler Croft is gone, or if Lee Smith is gone. Names like Jared Cook out there, I mean, at 34 years old, still producing in his time with the Saints. Um, I could see him looking to latch on with a contender, and Buffalo could certainly be that team. He being a, a high-character high type player that could come in and uh, be a part of the squad, similar to when we talked about you know, just over a year ago as the Bills were in the mix to sign Greg Olson. When you look at the other players that are out there as free agents, there's not a a whole lot that jumps out to me as a like, hey, this is a guy I really think the Bills should sign. Maybe a Trey Burton out of Indianapolis, right? We've seen him as a weapon before. Um, You've got names like Jordan Reed, okay, maybe from that standpoint, but the injuries have just always been so much with him. I don't think that makes him a real reliable option from that standpoint. Sadie's Lewis. I mean, is still in the league. He's 37 years old. Certainly would be that veteran presence that you would talk about. But, I mean, maybe it is someone like a Trey Burton, again, heading into his year 30 season, uh, a seven-year vet, finishing up his time with the Indianapolis Colts, Um, really from a standpoint, right, where it's just a, a guy that I think there had been some expectations for in the past especially when he played for the Chicago Bears right you think back what was it pulling it up here that 2018 season where he had 54 receptions for 569 yards six touchdowns um, battled through injuries in 2019 again then coming back in this past season with the Colts 28 receptions for 250 yards and three touchdowns I mean maybe that's a lower priced option that the Bills could bring in that could serve as that veteran um Here's a wild idea that I will throw out there: resign Tyler Croft and bring him back into Buffalo. He knows the system. Um, we have certainly seen, I'll say, some flashes from him in the past. I don't expect him to be. Um, I, I don't expect him to be a major contributor for the team, right? But you know, if something does happen with Dawson Knox from an injury standpoint, I do think Croft can't produce when needed. Um, we've seen him be that red zone threat uh, for the Bills in the past and, you know, nowhere near the contract that he had before. I mean, we're not talking about a $6 million contract, but if you bring him in, uh, two-year deal, $3.5 million, right, he still has, I, I tend to think, right, while he has underperformed in his time with Buffalo for a number of reasons, at 28 years old, um, he can be that veteran presence. He has a rapport with Josh Allen. He knows the offense. It's not a looking at it and saying, hey, this is the long-term solution. Maybe the Bills add somebody uh, in the draft, maybe with one of their two fifth-round picks, someone that brings some athleticism with some potential. Uh, but with this, I would be okay with that. Because I look at these other names out there, and honestly, to me, I don't think them making a big investment I think it's an area where Brandon Bean wants to see improvement. I shouldn't say I think. He talked about it in his year end press conference. But I just don't see the names out there yet that they're going to bring in and get a big name with Dawson Knox still on the uh, roster. I think the focus will end up being on Dawson Knox um, truly improving and being that guy. So anyway, that are, those are my thoughts on the free agency market as it relates to tight end. Would love to get your thoughts as well. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter at Ant Marino, of course, at BuffaloRumblings.com. Um, always want to hear from you guys. And make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our great shows. Um, we're hitting you up every day. Still keeping the podcast going. We know Bills fans, uh, they want the content. They want to talk about the team, off-season mode. So let's get into it. So thank you guys always for listening. And as always, go Bills.